Tonight, talking about how to have, uh, you know, faith over fear. And when you do what God's called you to do, there's always fear in that. And yet we need to be reminded that God's plan for our life is good. He knows you. He's gifted you with certain talents and abilities to sing and to dance and to, and to speak and to act. He's given you those gifts. He's custom made that for you. And, and he wants to use that. So thank you for letting him use that tonight to, to minister to others. But God's got a plan for your life and it's good. He knows you. He knows where you come from. He knows what you're like. And he's got a good gift that he wants to give you. And he's got a great plan in your life and he wants to use it for good. But sometimes when you even do what God's called you to do, there's, you face fear. There's storms that come in your life. And so we're going to see that tonight. I've been uh, teaching through the book of Mark on Sunday nights. And we just happen to be at Mark chapter 4, verse 35, dealing with the storm. And how, how the disciples even had to learn how to choose, you know, faith over fear. And it was a struggle for them, just like it's a struggle for us. So we've been studying through the book of Mark. It's been showing us who Jesus Christ is, that Jesus Christ is not just a man. He, he's the God man. He can even calm the storms. He can control nature. And we see that exactly tonight in the text we're going to look at tonight. In Mark chapter 4, uh, verses 35 through 41, we see that Jesus Christ, he had authority over the winds and he had authority over the seas. And that demonstrates that he is who he said he is. He's the God man. He's, he's the one that we can trust. You can trust him when you go through times of storms. And I think we've all been through those times. We've all had those storms in our life, those sinking feelings. You know, a lot of us have gone through situational storms. Everything just seems to go against you. You're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to follow God's word. You're trying to live in his principles. And yet everything seems to go wrong. And you find yourself in that situational storm. Man, you're gonna trust him. You can still have faith. You're gonna give up on him. Some of us go through relational storms where there's just that tension between people. It happens between friends, even best of friends, married couples, those, those relational storms, that tension. And, and maybe even tonight, your life is very stormy with your parents or with your children or with your friend. Uh, sometimes we go through emotional storms. We're on the inside. We're just paralyzed by fear. Uh, we're just overcome by guilt. Or some, some people have those emotional storms are raging with anger because of things that were done to them or, or things that were not done that should have been done. Some of us here tonight maybe are consumed with worry or jealousy. You're going through an emotional storm. And, and the Bible tells us three things about the storms of life. First, this, storms are inevitable. We're going to have them. They're going to happen. They're going to happen and we're going to have to go through them. The Bible tells us that storms are unpredictable. That they're, they're, uh, suddenly, I, I, was try, I don't hardly ever take a nap and I tried to take a nap. I was on vacation for an entire week for almost eight or nine days. And so I had to come back to work this morning and be here at church, you know, and I got it wore me out. So I decided to take a nap. All of a sudden, the thunderstorm just came out of the blue and just woke me up. You know, and it, was, it was sunny outside and the storm and thunder and lightning, just like that. Those are storms. They're unpredictable. Uh, storms are impartial. I mean, they happen to good and they happen to bad people. Please hear me. Being a Christian does not exempt you from being in a storm. There's this misconception that people that are going through tough times, it means if they're going through a tough time, it means that you're disobeying God. That's not true. Sometimes that's true, but that's not true a lot of the times. We're going to see tonight how the disciples, the followers of Jesus Christ, they got into a storm. Why? Because they followed Jesus, because they obeyed him. They were following Jesus, obeyed him, got into the boat. They were in the center of his will and they were right in the middle of a storm. That's important for us to know that it, even in a storm, you can be exactly where God wants you to be. And we're going to see that tonight. The fact is this, God never promises us a storm-free life. 
This is not heaven. Man, this is earth and we're sinners and we're broken people. And we, we have choices and people make mistakes and people get hurt. The passage we're gonna look at tonight should be an encouragement to us that Jesus Christ will get you through the storms of life. Just like y'all said tonight, God said in his word, he's a promise keeper. He will never leave us nor forsake us. This account tonight is about the one who is sovereign and who is all powerful God. And, and you can trust him. You can trust him in the storms as you follow his path for your life. My kids were all grown up, my three kids. I pray every day for my kids and my grandkids. And I pray this prayer, God, help them to follow your path for their life. Whatever that is, help them to follow your path for their life. Cause I know they won't truly be happy unless they do. But I also know following God's path for your life is not easy. Doesn't mean things are gonna be easy. You go through storms of life. And so we're gonna see that here tonight. So chapter four, we're at verse 35. If you're able, would you please stand with me out of reverence and honor for God's holy word. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, he rebuked the wind and he said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the winds died down, it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. You may be seated. Some biblical truths here tonight I just wanna share with you for your consideration and encouragement as we try to battle that, you know, having faith over fear when you follow God's plan for your life. And we see right here, his plan. Sometimes God's plan may be puzzling to you. It could be very puzzling to you. Look at verse 35. Evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. The other side where they were is where the Gentiles lived. That's where the majority of Gentiles lives. And Jewish folks a lot of times didn't go over to the other side. But he told them to go over to the other side. And we're called to follow Jesus' plan, even if it doesn't make sense to us. And so to us tonight, we must go where he goes. And sometimes his plan for our life is very puzzling. I had just started middle school. I was 12 years old. I was sitting in church minding my own business. All of a sudden, God put this feeling to me I did not want. He was putting this feeling, he was calling me into the ministry. And I, I just knew it, I couldn't shake it. I tried to shake it. Please understand, that made no sense to nobody. That made no sense to me. It made no sense to my mom, my dad, my brothers. It made no sense to any of them. My number one fear is public speaking. I still battle with that today. I was a kid even in high school that would throw up before I had to give a book report. I was just so nervous. And so God was putting this desire in me that I did not want. And I tried to run from it for a few years. Finally surrendered in college when I was 19 to it. And I'm so thankful that I did. And God never left me through all that. But God's plan can be very, very puzzling when he calls you to do certain things. Just like Moses, who in the world am I? God, you can use somebody better, smarter, faster, whatever. You know, better communicator, God, you can use them. And so God's plan can be puzzling. And so we need to understand that at times. Now these disciples, their commitment is about to be tested because it's, they're getting in a boat with Jesus and going to a place they normally don't go. But Jesus said, go, so they're gonna go. And it's easy to sail in a boat when the seas are calm. But when the storm comes, it's a whole nother story. But we just want you to see God's plan for your life. It's good, it's custom made, but sometimes it's confusing to us, it's puzzling. Second principle here, his plan often involves problems. 
often involve problems. They get in a boat, they're just following Jesus, they're right in the middle of what God's called them to do. A furious squaw comes up and the waves break over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. The Sea of Galilee, I've been on the Sea of Galilee and it, it, you know, it's really a lake. It's really a lake, but it's called a sea because it's so large and it's got a lot of characteristic of a sea. Uh, it's 13 miles long, it's eight miles wide. You can be in the middle of it and never see land. It's the lowest freshwater lake in the world. And so it's known to have very severe storms. Man, I got on the boat, got out in it just for a little bit and I was getting seasick. It doesn't take a whole lot to get me seasick, but I was getting seasick and it wasn't even a storm. You know, these things can happen out of the blue. But I want you to take notice here that Jesus is the one that told him to get in the boat and Jesus knows everything. He's the God man, 100% God, 100% man. So he knew a storm was coming and yet he told his followers to get in the boat and let's go. Because we're going to the other side. In order to go to the other side, sometimes you gotta go through a storm. And that's important to understand this. Just, don't think just because you're going through some choppy seas that somehow you're being punished or somehow you're being disobedient. That's not always the case. Now there's times where God does send storms in our life to get our attention. He does. He did that like Jonah to get his attention. But other times, please understand, storms are just because of our obedience. We're, we're exactly where we need to be. We're doing exactly what we're supposed to do. Hard times still come. And all of a sudden, the storm came. It was sudden, it was severe, it was surprising. But if Jesus Christ is who he said he is, then we have, no, we have nothing to fear. We have no reason to fear. He's with us. His plan for us may be puzzling. We can't figure it out. But when you stop and think about that, why do we think we can figure out what God has planned for us? We're not God. He is. He knows us. He custom made us. He knows what will make us happy. He knows how he can best use us. Uh, all that. So it makes sense just to trust him. And so his plans may be puzzling. His plans often involve problems, but his plan often comes, his plans always come with his presence. And we see his presence there in verse 38. He was in the stern, he was sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? We see a picture of Jesus' humanity. He's sleeping, he's tired. But it's also a picture of him being in control because he knew exactly where they were heading. He knew a storm was coming and yet he fell asleep. He's peaceful even though there's problems everywhere. He's sleeping when the disciples are sweating. Je you know, Jesus didn't keep them from the storm. He he's with them in the storm. And we, and we know that four of these disciples in that boat were professional fishermen and they were freaking out. Uh, John MacArthur once said this about that. He said, it's a tough day when sailors call on a carpenter to get them out of a storm. I mean, this is, it was a bad thing. It was a bad, bad storm. And, and, and you know, it's, here's what's true about the Christian life when you follow God's plan for your life, even as a young person, as a teenager, you know, you, sometimes you know only in the storm is when we really get to understand who Jesus Christ is. When things are going great and the skies are blue, you know, we don't really talk to God as much. We don't read his word as much. It's, it's a true reality and it's sad. It's only in those difficult times when we're struggling with depression and doubt and our friends turn and hurt us and things are going on that we can't explain that we turn to the word more and we pray more. You know, we learn more about Christ when we're in a crisis. And storms are not meant to destroy us. They're meant to develop us and help us learn about God and help us learn about ourselves and help us learn we can trust him and to grow closer to him and stronger. Now in a storm, you can respond in two ways. And our students tonight, I mean, they, they sang about that and talked about that. You can panic, 
you know, or you can pray. You can panic or you can be at peace. You can live by fear or you can live by faith. You, you can tremble and be scared to death or you can trust the one who made the storm. If Jesus Christ is who he said he is, then we have nothing to fear. His plan for us may be puzzling. It often includes problems, but, he's, it, but they come with his presence. He's with us. And what it also comes with, when you're, in the, when you're following God's plan for your life and you're trying to live up to what God says, God says, man, this is the way I, I want you to live. And if you want God to bless it, you gotta do it his way. When it comes to the dating, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to finances and parenting and living your life, you want God to bless, you gotta do it his way. But when you do it his way, man, there's always pushback. Our world doesn't understand. They say they know a better way. You start to question things. God's with you. Also, when you go through storms though, there's always a demonstration of his power. And, and we see that here too. Verse 39, he got up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. In verse 40, he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Jesus, you know, he didn't answer their question right off the bat, you know. They said, teacher, there in verse 38, teacher, don't you care if we drown? I, I think it's interesting. He didn't answer their question specifically because the answer they needed was to see the demonstration of his power. They, needed, they didn't necessarily need to hear what he had to say. They needed to see that man, he is who he said he is. Now there's two parts to this miracle. The wind stopped, the Bible says, then the seas became calm instantly, just like that. The disciples, they had already seen Jesus Christ do miracle after miracle. They have all people should have known that Jesus Christ was competent and that he was capable to handle this situation. There was no need to be afraid. You see, but the disciples greatest danger was not the wind, it was not the waves. It was their unbelief. It was the unbelief in the hearts of his disciples. That was the greatest danger. Our greatest danger is not the circumstances that we face. Man, it's that unbelief in our heart that causes us the greatest danger. Fear is looking at the storm. Faith is looking at the savior. Fear is looking at the circumstances. Faith is looking at the one who controls the circumstances, God. You see, our greatest problems are within us, not around us. You're always gonna have people disagree with you, don't understand you, hurt your feelings, all that stuff. Talk about you. I mean, that's always gonna be an issue. We're always gonna have stuff like that. We're always gonna have emotional and financial and physical you know, storms in our life. So our greatest problems are not you know, around us or within us. That's why Jesus rebuked his disciples when he said in verse 40, why are you guys, why are y'all so afraid? Do you still have no faith? You see, fear comes and, and fear is natural. Like I said, fear is natural. Uh, and, and fear comes when we experience things in life that are beyond our control. When we can't control things, it makes us worried and fearful. And there's many things we cannot control. But the good news is this, those things are not beyond Christ's control. You know, he controls everything, Christ's control. And that, that's a storm believer. See, before, before they got into the boat, Jesus told them they were gonna go to the other side. Please understand, he did not tell them that it's gonna be easy to get there. He didn't say that it wouldn't be a little scary on your travels to get there. He did not even say that you guys wouldn't get wet before you get over there. He didn't say that. He just said, we're going to the other side. I got a plan and a purpose for your life. He did not promise them an easy trip, but he did promise them they're gonna get there. He promised them arrival at their destination. When Jesus asked his disciples, you know, man, do you still have no faith? He was telling the disciples two things. He was letting them know two things. The root of your problem is your fear. That's the root of your problem. 
But also the second thing is this, the solution to your problem is faith. Faith in the one who controls the storm. Again, the greatest threat to the lives of the disciples was not the storm. It was their unbelief. It was their fear in the storm. See, we panic when we lose faith in the one we should trust. And you can trust Jesus. He died for you. He saved you. You can trust him. You know, he keeps his promises. The secret of their survival was their faith. And it wasn't even the amount of their faith. It's what you put your faith into that makes all the difference. If you put a little bit of faith in a big God, you get big results. So if God knew in advance that the storm was out there and Jesus knew that, he knew the storm was coming, why did he let them go through it? Last point is this, his plans always has a purpose. Always has a purpose. They were terrified and they asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. He always has a purpose when he allows storms to come into our lives couple of them we saw right there in the question when he says why are you so afraid he allows storms to come into our life to deal with our fear to help us face our fear head on he also has you know allows storms to come into our life to grow our faith he says do you still have no faith he's trying to grow their faith and again show them who he is that Jesus can be trusted in the storms of life and and sometimes the, the best way and sometimes the only way to really learn that is to go through them it's one thing to hear me talk about it I've heard preachers and teachers talk about all their lives. It's another thing when I personally went through it and I'm wondering, God, where are you? I'm trying to obey what you say, but kids are making fun of me at school. They're saying that's old fashioned to have those standards. It's like, you know, nobody's living like that anymore. And, and you start really doubting yourself. You're starting to doubt God's word. People tell you this Bible is thousands of years old. We are so much, so much smarter and wiser today. And you start to doubt that. You start to doubt that. The best way to know that it's true is just obey God. And you obey him, you stay true to him, you trust him. And man, you come through that, you have no scars in your life. You watch your friends who don't obey God. There's all kinds of consequences to, the, to what they do. You see, if we never had a problem, we would never know that God could solve those problems. We would never know what our faith in God could do if it was never put to the test. And so he puts us in the storms of life a lot of times in order to grow us closer to him so that we might know him better. And that's a wonderful lesson to learn. You know, Jesus revealed himself in many ways to his disciples. They seen and they learned that he had the authority to forgive sin, that he had the authority to cast out demons and now they heal diseases. And now they see that he has authority over nature, the wind and the sea. And Jesus had authority over nature because he is God. He is the God man, 100% God, 100% man. And this meant that they never, had, they never had to have any reason ever again to be afraid because God was with them. Jesus Christ was there and he cared about them and he was in control of every situation. There's so many lessons that we can learn from this passage. I mean, Christ cares for you and he can help you in your time of crisis. The disciples, one of the things they did right was that when they got into crisis, what'd they do? They ran to Jesus. You know, they were afraid, but they ran to Jesus. He cares for you. He can help you in your crisis. Christ, we can learn this, that Christ is in complete control of everything. Even when everything is falling apart, he's still in control. We learn that we're all gonna go through storms of life. We have to, to get to the other side. And if you're going through a storm, I want you to know, I want you to hear this. You better have Jesus Christ in your boat. You're gonna go through storms. You know, you better have Jesus Christ in your boat. And Jesus Christ won't always calm the storms but he can calm you in the midst of the storm. 
So tonight, I just want you to think about, you know, storms in your life. You know, what's rocking your boat in your life? What, what kind of storms are you going through? Financial, painful memories, health issues, secret sins. Maybe your heart's broken, it's grieving. Anger, bitterness, jealousy, worry, fear. Man, whatever, you know, what, what, what are you thinking? You know, you're thinking that, you know, you're going under and you're not going to make it. If that's the way you feel tonight, then please hear what God's trying to tell you through his word. That no matter how big the waves are, Jesus Christ can deal with it. Jesus Christ can calm the storms in your life. And he wants to say to you tonight, like I said to his followers 2,000 years ago, quiet, just be still. Be quiet and be still. You don't have to figure all this out. He's got it figured all out. Be still and be quiet. Only Jesus Christ can calm the restlessness in your life right now. Quit looking for somebody else to be your solution. The only person who can calm the storm is Jesus Christ. Verse 41 says they were terrified and they asked each other, who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Who is this? That's a great question. The identity of Jesus Christ is an issue we all must settle. And the answer is this, he, he isn't just a man. Man can't control nature, heal disease, heal the sick. He isn't just a man, he is the son of God. He is the Messiah, he is who he said he is. He showed he's got the power he said he has. And he came to rescue us from the penalty of sin. He came to give us a purpose. He came to rescue us from hell. He died on the cross for our sins. He rose from the dead, proving that he is who he said he is so that we can have the opportunity to be forgiven, to become family with God, to have purpose, to have peace, to have heaven as our eternal home. And he will help you in the storm. Jesus will help you in your storm, but you must get him in your boat. Jesus can't help you if he's back on the shore and you're in the boat in the middle of a storm. If he's far away from you, he can't help you. You gotta have him in your boat. You gotta have him in your life. You gotta get Christ in your life to make it through the storms. See, storms come and storms go, but Jesus always remains, you know? And sometimes you and I have to go through storms. We just do. We go through these difficult seasons of life, but they don't last forever. Remember that. Whatever storm you're going through tonight, they don't last forever. I want to encourage you. Hang in there. You keep on living. You keep on doing what you know God wants you to do right now. Don't worry about tomorrow or the next day. You worry about today. You keep doing what God's called you to do today and you do that tomorrow, you're living in his will for your life. Don't be afraid. The sun's gonna shine again. There is hope because God is with you and he will get you through. He'll get you through. You will make it to the other side just like Jesus says because Jesus Christ is the one who can control the storms. Amen. You pray with me. And as we pray, this is a time where you can just talk to God from your heart. If you're here tonight and you're not sure that heaven's your home, you're not sure that your sins are forgiven, you're not sure that you're a child of God tonight, right now from your heart, you can talk to God. And if you mean business, he'll do business with you. And he'll answer your prayer and he'll save you and he'll forgive you. He'll make you family. He'll give you heaven as your home. If you tell God from your heart, God, I know I'm a sinner, just like your word says, please forgive me of my sins. And I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God, just like your word says. And I believe he died on the cross, shed his blood for my sins to pay the price for my sins. I believe he rose from the dead. 
And tonight I put my faith and trust in him to be the leader of my life, to be the forgiver of my sins, to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Father, you know those who prayed that prayer in a minute, and I pray you give them a peace in their heart, knowing you heard that and you answered that. Give them courage to tell somebody. And Father, help them now to follow Jesus Christ the rest of their life. And Father, I know there's many of your children here tonight who are going through some type of storm. Maybe they're doubting that you really care about them. Maybe they're going through times of doubt that your plan really is best. Father, I pray you give them a peace. Let them know that you're with them, that you will never leave them nor forsake them. And that that storm they're going through, you're right there in the middle of all that with them. Help us to learn what we need to learn as we grow through it. Father, help us to fall more in love with you and more in love with your son, Jesus Christ. And Father, help us know it's going to be okay. You're going to get us to the other side. So in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.